Welcome back ladies and gentlemen this is the Toki Taka podcast and we have reconvened with a special appearance from the one and the only Ab who has returned as he vowed to return only after Potter was gone and he's here today we also have Ashwin and uh, Radha ji who are absolutely willing to talk about Chelsea rather than their own clubs i guess which is why we're all convened here on a saturday morning but let talky points anyone ashwin i'm going to start with you and please don't say potter's sagging no i'll leave that to ab i guess um uh, but i think my 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 talky moment of the week is uh, gregor kubel's mistake against bayern uh it was literally an air kick uh, of sorts and uh, I, i know we have seen some high profile uh, mistakes from really great keepers in the champions league as well this 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 season but this one is probably the pick of the lot and it gave bayern the lead and the initiative as well so i'll go for that yeah i i was going to do this later in the episode but uh, just wanted to remind you that bayern are top of the bundesliga they are they are and uh, and lads yeah, it's it dortmund is. it is dortmund the spurs of the uh, bundesliga i guess yeah ratha ji what's it going to be for you i'm saving the best for the last <laughs> yeah i'm going to go um, outside of england as well uh, considering there's nothing nice to talk about in england um i'll go with uh, real madrid beating barcelona in the el clasico typical typical real madrid peaking at the right time now they probably going to go and win the champions league after this um were seeing a slump in la liga uh, barcelona were looking like the better team and then they pretty much thrashed liverpool in the champions league and now beat uh, barcelona in the cup and all guns going forward i guess yeah and as always they couldn't beat barcelona when it was the league el clasico but as soon as it's a cup then they're they're a different entity altogether right ab you've been firing all guns on the group may as well bring your bring your chat game to the pod what's it going to be for you oh, i'm going to go with the easiest one you know every time we start recording one of these episodes we debate on what talking moments we should choose even when we have 20 games to look at but uh, and we struggle uh, but for chelsea you don't have to look far from home so uh, obviously i'm going to go with the uh, you know potter show being shown the door and uh, and lampard coming in so we've had three managers in a week now and i was thinking when is the last time i remember something like that happening and i think it was when sam allardyce was appointed for england and then he got caught on camera having a pint of wine and blabbering something and then in a week england had three managers so you know chelsea are following the right uh, the right footsteps so yeah i think that's 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 my talking moment more to come on that i guess when we get into it yeah and i'm i was just wondering uh, we've had uh, tuchel potter salter and we'll have lampard uh, today what's the maximum number of managers that a club has had take charge of the first team in a season i don't know but four would be pretty close i guess yeah i guess i would start my search with watford <laughs> then go from there <laughs> but uh, uh but yeah i think yeah, i don't think it'll be more than four or five yeah yeah and for me it's it was frank's press conference and frank if 
if you guys are aware of this uh, online he's he's notorious or famous for uh, these change of mood suddenly he'll be smiling and then he suddenly goes whoop and uh, he did something exactly same uh, in the press conference he was talking this is a great club and i know what's happening and what's up but it's a, it's a big responsibility and he he suddenly he changes his visage completely changes it's it's pretty scary but i'm interested to see how it pans out because uh, this is a guy who we let go then we got someone then we let go of that guy we go, we got someone else and now we've got the guy we let go to get someone who we let go and we let it go i guess so let's get into it potter is gone ab was extremely happy when that happened i am more of a continuity loving person so i was like okay let's give him the pre season but i guess uh, it was it was over because they there didn't seem to be any progress whatsoever in the team in the performances so that's why he's he's gone it didn't seem like he lost the dressing room because uh, apparently if you read the athletic the dressing room was so big that people were changing their clothes outside the dressing room uh, but it's still it's still a bit uh, it still feels a bit harsh on potter f- to me but the the performances speak for themselves so can't uh, take it away from there so ab all yours yeah yeah so i mean there's nobody i don't think there's a football fan who would say that they don't want continuity and improvement and success long term there's nobody who would say no to things like that <clears throat> that said uh continuity is built on some good results and improvements tangible improvements in the interim right so uh if uh if i need to tell uh, the fans and the club and whoever it is Now it looks at Chelsea that Potter needs to be given a preseason. Then I need to see something that shows that he deserves a preseason. One more transfer window, potentially a couple of more players going in, a lot of players going out, and uh, uh, and you know th- there needs to be those tangible things that you see that show that this is the right man to take it forward. Right? Um, all of that said, uh, uh, for me personally, when I look at uh my experience of following chelsea importers tenure over the last 6 7 months over long experience felt longer but um uh you know i i, I was also one of those people that i wanted to see what this guy does i'm willing to eat a couple of bad results if performances are okay if players seem to do it and so on but over a period of time that has started fading for me one of the biggest clinchers that told me that this guy probably is struggling and is not sure of what he's doing was when hakim ziek failed to secure his deadline day move to psg clearly very upset and then starts the next match ahead of the players who have been signed to replace him that is just the most bizarre man management that i have seen and if you recall that match he was the guy he was the match where he got sent off against tottenham it was very lucky to see the decision reversed by the var so these kind of things leave a very bad impression uh, if we talk about continuity for the manager there needs to be continuity in the squad also we've seen lot of churn even on players of fully fit padia shield becomes our best center half and then last four games potter has not started um 
Fizi uh, a guy like Modric play very well against Leicester, and then the next two games he doesn't play even a single minute. So those kind of things make you think that uh, you know he really is just rolling the dice. Um, uh, see, Potter is not a bad manager, uh, however much I might have abused him on our chats, but uh, uh, I think this is just not the right man for this club. That's the feeling I got, especially when, when I saw the things unfold over the last few weeks and the last few games. Uh, I'll take a pause here because I know I can keep going on this topic forever. I know Ashwin and Anirudh want to come in, so I'll let them do that. I do want to talk a little bit about Lampard later on. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, if you look at the uh, how Chelsea as a club have run, right? Chelsea fans are also used to uh, this manager, merry-go-round, and instant success. And uh, it was something very, I won't say refreshing, but it was something very different uh, uh, in, uh, you know, Potter actually being given that much time. Like, uh, Roman would have sacked him maybe three times over by now. Uh, like, I know there was a lot of ex- uh, expectations from Potter, but also he wasn't able to get the most out of this team. Uh, I know Todd Bowley probably is responsible for tinkering too much with the squad, uh, but it almost felt like Potter was experimenting with the team so much that like he, he did not know what his best team is. Like I've mentioned, right? Uh, Badia Shield was a promising, is a promising centre-back and he had a really good game. I remember the first game that he had or was it the second game uh, that he had against Liverpool? It was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and then, like, it ever so happens that he starts one game and then he rest, he's resting him or not selecting him at least for the next two games. So, he's not entirely sure what's going on there. And then Ben Kil- uh, Chilwell and Reese James have been played at different positions sometimes. We all know they're, like, absolutely great when it comes to uh, great fullbacks. And they have, again, he has tinkered with their positions on certain occasions. Um, Mudrik has been in and out and as well. So, I think he had so many options that he had to almost experiment so much. And in that experiment, exper- experimentation, he he couldn't get the best out of his team. And I I wasn't surprised at all that he, he was sad. I think the only reason he was in the, in the job till now is that he is this promising... English manager and the press and media were also backing him to succeed so much. Had he been a foreign manager, I'm pretty sure he would have been sacked much before. Um, who's the new manager now? Have, have they announced it yet? I mean, Frank Lampard is obviously the interim man, but like, is there any any? No, no. This, 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 this is a long-term process and they're evaluating significantly for a longer period of time as compared to when they put Potter in charge. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? Like, again, the experimentation with that Boli and Chelsea are doing, like, he bottled it definitely when he sacked Tuchel, right? Like, I'm pretty sure Tuchel by now would have figured out what his best team is and probably would have gotten Chelsea to a place where they are more where they're more accustomed to, they'll probably be in the Champions League places, if not the, you know, the title-winning spots. Uh, but yeah, Boley bottled it, and then Potter was probably the fall guy for it. You said it was going to happen a long time ago. Um, I'm not that sorry for Potter at all. I think he's he was outside his depth for sure. 
um, he doesn't have any anything to hang his hat on and say that okay this is something that i was doing it was a work in progress we saw some kind of incremental improvement in this as my time went on except for the fact that they created chances and they kept missing them um so that's something that he did with brighton as well i guess so maybe that is one thing he can hang his hat on but he didn't do himself any favors he kept like up called out he kept changing things around he wasn't sure and that goes back to the kind of manager that you sign for a situation right so if if chelsea is going to be a okay like we have a lot of young promising players in our squad young english promising players gallagher mount and what not reese james let's let's give them a manager who can really get them to scale up get everybody pushing in the same direction create a system that works maybe potter is the right man for that kind of job but if you get in somebody like potter and then you throw in a bunch of new variables a bunch of new signings it doesn't make any sense to me is is never ever operated with the scale anywhere close to chelsea even before the signings and then you go and complicate that further by just like throwing a bunch of um people who uh, at him perhaps who don't they don't know where they fit in the system and he needs to figure out a system for them it is a it was doomed to fail uh, i don't feel bad for him because he didn't do himself any favors but he was definitely unfortunate in the way things panned out i think there's a big uh, hit to any promising young manager english manager um getting a big role i think everybody will look back and say what do you remember potter at chelsea uh, and this might set them back a while um i mean i i really don't get frank lampard either i mean again the same problems that i have with potter in this situation i have with lampard in this situation i think lampard in his career so far has showed that he's not a okay this is your single focus get it done he's shown that he can't do that um stay out of relegation he wasn't able to do that um the only time he perhaps had some kind of positive th- stuff was like when he got a bunch of young kids going at chelsea when they had nothing to lose so i don't see what value he adds in this scenario why not maybe just like a assistant manager take it to the end also i don't really see the value of lampard and going forward i mean i think we should have a chat on that <laughs> have a real concerns on uh, what kind of manager chelsea would be looking for in the longer term as well so i think lots to ponder at for ponder about for chelsea i think the next step who they pick is going to be critical and at some i'm not a big fan of someone like nagelsman for example so i think anyway we should probably have a chat about that as well yeah and i think we'll get more chances to chat about whether it's going to be nagelsman or luis enrique because i think as i said they're planning on taking a significantly longer time more assessment i think they're going to do some mba style assessment centers with these guys i don't know but uh, yeah my question is uh, i have i have two questions so one is was this just we talked about pot of failing but was this an unwinnable battle considering the news that we've been getting out of uh, uh, chelsea after his sacking that there there were so many players that there was 11 versus 11 training game going on at the same time there was a 9 versus 9 training game going on how is the manager supposed to keep tabs on who's doing what when he's supposed to look at two games at, at the same time and uh, second uh, what 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 are we expecting from lampard okay what not what are we expecting but what are me and up expecting from lampard till the end of the season i think the key games are obviously madrid but uh, there will be more games to play in the premier league and what should chelsea be looking at 
till the end of the season so is it was it an unwinnable situation for potter i disagree with that one uh, i know the squad is big there were two sets of groups of players training separately and all of that but you having spent 6 7 8 9 weeks with them you should know who your top 15 16 are uh, Uh, and then you make the rest train in a separate group it's as simple as that there are very young players in there uh, like your madweke and uh, and some others if um, uh, if they're not going to be a part of the season's plans for the remaining eight nine games they're not going to be a part of the season's plans it's as simple as that uh, uh, you don't you know it's it, at every point and every turn it's looking like a roll of the dice okay this is not working let me change six players no that is not working let me change five players right if there is a process then the process has to have its own continuity uh even if you change attackers even if i give him the ebay for the fact that attackers are out of form or injury you switch them you should not be switching up your setup uh that is a bit of a challenge so it felt like he was losing a bit of grip on his own principles right he's not a bad manager by any stretch of imagination but the minute you start second guessing yourself i think you will you will lose the battle and i think that's what happened with him uh, so i don't think it was an unwinnable situation uh, for me coming to the lampard bit and you know the other two gentlemen here and yourself you have a lot to say on that but for me it's uh, his mandate is very simple it's eight or nine games just uh, get a good feeling among the squad try to finish as high as you can this is no long term planning there is no there is no x y or z player you should play there is no you focus on getting mount as new contract i don't think there is any of that in his mandate it's just a question of uh if you get uh, it's just you know it's a very short span of time there is a feel good that has come within the fans can you translate it to the squad and get some results it's as simple as that tide it over as the club takes its time to find its new manager and i'm glad they're taking their time we you know at the time porter was hired there was no director of football there was no um there was no scouting and i think all of the old regime had left so it was literally you know bolly and uh, ekbali picking up the phone firing tupel and then picking up the phone and calling porter that's pretty much what happened back in uh, august september now at, uh, there is a structure in this this you know this this well this with stanley and a couple of others who are leading that uh, search for the manager so i'm hoping you know they take their time take as much time as you need uh, today i have anyway heard that a guy like nagelsmann is not prepared to take any job until the summer right so there is no need to rush is my thing the season is the right off i don't think anybody you would have gotten would come in as a favorite against madrid so just get a good feeling in the squad select a good set of players just ride it out till the end of the season and if uh, 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 from Lampard's point of view, if he does well, it, it's, it makes his, him getting his next job easier. And uh, uh, for Chelsea, I don't think there is too much to lose, given what's already happened in the season. So that's why, uh, although I am skeptical of Lampard, I don't see a huge downside uh, in things as they stand. That's you know, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, and he's basically getting a chance to uh, manage the. knockout stages of the champions league which he didn't get a chance to do when when we actually won it because he was sacked just before that so he's he he can he can have that tick in the box as well that i managed in the in the in the knockout stages so 
feel good for frank as well uh, radha anything are from you, you? Are you are you saying that chelsea might win the champions league no i don't i don't think even something as fictitious as ted lasso would have something like this happening in in their storyline so no i don't think so no chance the next role i think the i think the what what this potter experiment has shown very clearly that they need a real leader of a manager to come in at chelsea i i i they need somebody who is renowned and every single player in in the squad will know who the boss is i think that is critical uh, right now at chelsea considering so many new points of view new players new cultures in that squad at the moment and it will take some strong calls on who to cull and get rid of um, and stuff like that so it would need a real uh, strong personality um, not not really uh, convinced that nagelsman is somebody like that uh, he again is a i think he has a few questions to answer in his own career uh, so far as well um, big jobs that he, that that haven't worked out for him so i think somebody who's got a proven track record is the way to go for chelsea i'm, I'm a new risky project guy and although nagelsmann is not in the same league as uh, the likes of potter of course but i think i would go with a established name who can get the ship in order through experience know how to manage a complicated owner um, i think that's critical for chelsea so i would be more inclined to somebody like a luis enrique who has a lot of cre- credibility that way and uh, rather than anyone anyone else someone like carlo would obviously be the most ideal uh, manager to come in but barring that somebody like luis enrique perhaps willing to give us jurgen klopp so i, I de- can't give you jurgen klopp but i hear that you're looking for a, a place for the likes of mason mount i'm ready to take him off your hands like anything that can help chelsea at this moment uh, ready to help out right so uh, brandon brandon rogers is available if you're looking for former liverpool managers uh, swag <laughs> yeah i'm not sure jurgen klopp is as of now as we speak a former liverpool manager yeah. but uh, yeah maybe he wants to go back to anfield and complete his story <clears throat> yeah on the uh, uh, on the you know who should come in to take chelsea to take the first team manager role i don't think i could disagree with anything that radha uh, just said it has to be a person who is respected in the dressing room someone with a fair degree of experience um and it appears from the list of available managers that enrique is the most suited for that kind of a role um enrique has not managed a club for 6 years now um that is a bit of a downside and um but if you just look at his list of honors crazy list of trophies that is one pretty much everything there is to it um so yeah i mean uh, to me I, i would also lean towards enrique between enrique and nagelsman um and uh, we'll see my, my fear is that uh, all of the things that led to order not garnering as much respect as he wants in the dressing room could happen with a guy like nagelsman also given his lack of experience given that he's like very very young still uh, he's younger than thiago silva so um so all of those things are there so i think uh, it has to be an experienced guy for me and you know you don't need to necessarily look at someone who's going to be there 5 6 7 years just look at a 2 to 1/2 year cycle to begin with i think that's that's fair enough right um i understand that one of the things that the club has asked these candidates to put forward is 
their vision for the younger players in that club obviously they've spent a ton of money now in getting a bunch of young players so they asked these guys to submit what are you going to do with them what is your plan for each of them individually and all of that yeah, so give give, give one ppt and one big yeah. excel gantt chart with uh, how many goals mudrik would score in three seasons from now <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so let's see. I, I'm, you know, I don't know where all this will lead, but at least I'm glad they're considering certain things. Uh, I think one one thing that um, uh, one thing that you would also uh, like at least the Chelsea management would be busy with is that the need to offload a lot of players with the FFP uh, regulation changes. Uh, I know Mason Mount is someone that. is being touted to move to either bayern or liverpool or like wherever but like with, with such a bloated squad you will you would need to move on move out sorry a lot of players as well so who who would you say uh would be shipped out by the next manager that's a great question i've already put a big list let me try and remember as many names as i Because <laughs> it's a huge list. It's almost the starting level by itself. It's it's like Ab has Ab has probably applied for the role himself, and that that was yeah. part of his PPT deck. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a bunch of people who do need to go. Um, I hope Mason Mount is not one of them. But you know, if you look at guys like Pulisic, uh, Ziyech, Aubameyang has to be gone yesterday. Uh, Lukaku, who's still contracted to the club. Um, So that's that's like four highly played players right there. Uh, I'd probably look at offloading uh, Gallagher, Loftus Cheek. Um, man, I, I know there's a lot of names. I prefer to let one of these two keepers go. Uh, I know rather saying Kovacic, but Kovacic is also likely to go, and I'm not entirely opposed to that if we get a decent amount of money in. Um, So there is, uh, I would say, eight to nine at a minimum that need to go. Can you offload eight to nine in one window at the price you want? Probably not. So I expect between five and six will go. So we we may have one or two who we cannot sell. Probably going out or two is what I anticipate will happen over the summer, uh, especially the ones on slightly longer contracts. Chelsea loanies would have thought of that. but uh, i'm i think i think somebody like mason mount is past it now it's time for him to move out and look for look for something new at uh, any any club that's willing to have him <laughs> and the only only thing about that is that the the price that has been quoted for mason mount is just outrageous 70 million for a guy in in the final year of his contract like it's it's, it's just it's just crazy and i think uh, a factor that would probably force us to sell more of our academy guys is the fact that we are unlikely to have any sort of europe next season and if you sell your academy guys whatever amount you sell them for whether it's 70 million as you say for mount the entirety of it goes on the books as profit and we would need quite a lot of that to balance out ffp so yeah gallagher loftus-cheek mount probably more likely than kovacic there Sure, surely, surely, Bolly will think of some other loophole that UEFA hasn't already thought of and get away with it. We shall see, right? And I think we'll reconvene next season. Uh, next season? No, 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 no. 
we'll we'll reconvene next week i return of the season of the event yeah yeah we, we'll we'll reconvene next week and uh, next week interestingly we're going to have a chat gpt based quiz as well so keep an eye out for that one for now bye bye